When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's fucking burn days. Burn days. Burn days we didn't get a break. Come on, Get a drink. Come Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rota Report podcast in association with the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen and disappointingly we're here to talk about Sunderland losing their first game of the season away at Burton Albion um, I'm not going to blabber on too much, we'll get straight into it I think I'm joined by Chris Wynn, how's Chris? Aye, not bad, I was better before that but, uh, <laughs> Let's get into it Yeah, and making his uh, first appearance of the season as Bomber, how are we doing mate? Yeah, all right, Gav. Yeah, wish it could be in better circumstances, but I know, I know, I know. It's a strange one, isn't it, Chris? Because I'm sort of gutted that we lost because we played so well tonight. Like we didn't play badly, and we've got beat. And we'll come onto the offside. We'll we'll leave that for now. I'll just <laughs> quickly get your thoughts on the overall performance tonight. Uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, I thought there was only one team who wanted to play football. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a. Uh, it was a team who wanted to play football, playing against an organised physical side. And um, I thought at times we looked a level above Burton. And I'm, I'm just kind of gutted we didn't beat them just because we looked... At, like, there was patches of the game where we just looked head and shoulders above them, uh, better than them, playing football, playing nice stuff, yeah. getting, you know, ch- the chances we had. Um, you know, I mean, put it this way, that that, that McGeady goal goes in and Burton aren't getting back into the game. We're, we're, no. going off in, we're going off into the distance if McGeady scores that. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had one of these sort of performances, Bomber, isn't it, where where we totally dominate yet come away with nothing? Yeah, it, it is. You know, we've been so so Jekyll and Hyde over the last couple of years. I, I can't remember us playing so well and not coming away with three points. Um, You know, generally as a season's, a season's, in seasons past, sorry, you know, we've played poorly and lost games and we've come on here and said, oh, we didn't really deserve that. I, mm. I can probably count on one hand the amount of times that, we, that we've that we come in recording after a game and saying, you know, we've lost that, but we played really, really well and didn't deserve to lose it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've just got to take the positives from it, really. And there, there were plenty of them. Let's talk about the offside then. Who thinks <laughs> it was off and who thinks it was on? I've watched it about 20 or 30 times back, frozen it. And it's so close, but I, I I do think he was on just. I think there's a split second where he's level, where the ball's struck. But it's like so close. I mean, the re- the linesman has to be sure when he makes that decision, Chris, yeah. doesn't he? Well, that's it for me. And and the thing is, I came, you know, I watched the game and I, and I kind of came away to, to do this pod absolutely fuming. Um, and then I've seen a bit back afterwards. 
and I've calmed down a little bit because it was closer than I thought. You know, in real time, when you when you watched it with the delay with the camera going across, I thought, how how is he in an offside position? Because he must be level with a with a defender the way he's attacking the ball. So how is he offside? How is he how is he getting himself in an offside position? It's almost impossible. But then that angle from from the side of the pitch, he, I think Flanagan's taken up a, a well probably a. Since he's a defender, he hasn't got that natural instinct to kind of take a step back and then wait for the cross. And uh, it's closer It's closer than I thought it was, so I've calmed down a little bit, I have to admit. But it's one of them, it's, you know, you'd like to think the linesman gives the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, it's it, it's that tight. It's probably a toss of a coin. But you, Bomber? Uh, I was the same as Chris, mate. In real time, I was like, Pulling my hair out, what what little hair I've got left, pulling it out, <laughs> and and uh, I think how is that ever ever even considered offside? But having seen the the footage from it side on, you know I'm quite firmly in the camp of it being offside. However, in the absence of VAR, officials specifically linesmen for those sorts of decisions have to be a hundred percent certain to give those decisions. And if there's yeah. any doubt, you don't give those decisions. Um, it's easy in the Premier League and in in Europe because they have VAR, so they can they can go with their gut instinct and they can be proven right or wrong, and it, it, the right decision always comes out in the wash. However, you know, Championship and below, you have to be a hundred percent certain in your decisions, and there's no way in real time he could be a hundred percent certain of that. So for yeah. me, he, he should be keeping it down. However, I do think it was offside. Yeah, let's talk about Dan Neil very quickly because I just think he was the best player on the pitch for both teams tonight. Don't know if anybody has. Anything to add on that? I just think he was class. I mean, can, I, 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 we all knew this kid had ability, but the way he's just come into the team and looks even a level above the teams he's playing against. I mean, we've played three difficult teams. I would, I actually tip Burton to make the playoffs this season, and I, I think they've got enough about them to, to definitely be in the mix. MK Dons, I think they won tonight, so you know, I think I, I also thought they would be up there, and then there's Wigan, who everyone's expecting to being the promotion mix. So there's three difficult games we've started with. And for Dan Neal, and he's just steadily got better, hasn't he? He's, he's, I mean, tonight he was outstanding for me, Chris. Yeah, yeah. He just looks... He just looks and, and we said this last season, though, whenever he came in for a game, we just said he just looks so smooth and comfortable on the ball. He just... He doesn't look out of place whenever he whenever he came in for for the odd game. Um, obviously question marks with his age and could how how long is he gonna last and all this sort of stuff. But but he's answering those questions this season and he's you know he's neat and tidy on the ball. He he hardly gives away possession. The and and he look he just looks he just looks like a very good League One player at, at such a young age. The only caveat I would have is that the period leading up to the goal is that. We needed, we missed Evans in there in that period leading up to the goal. The 10 15 minutes that led up to, to Burton getting their goal, where we, we were a bit, you know, we were a bit rattled. And the problem is, I suppose, with Dan Neal at that point, you know, he's, he had Luke O'Nine alongside him who was trying to, you know, win the ball back and have that bite in midfield. But I think with a ball player like Dan Neal, I, sure, I think he showed at times that he hasn't quite got that bite to try and you know, battle and win the ball back during those periods. So you need players like Evans alongside him for that bit of protection because Dan Neal's a ball player and he's gonna he's gonna get some assists this season if he gets some some games. You can see the way what I like about about it as well, he doesn't just doesn't just pass the ball. A couple of times he fizzes the ball into somebody's feet in the edge of the box and he 
he kind of puts people in like that. And um, if he carries on like this, I mean, it'll be hard for, for Lee Johnson to take him out. The the uh, the other pleasing aspect for me, Bomber, was just the way we played generally. Like I know we touched mm. on it at the start. Um, it's it's sort of it's difficult because because we didn't score, but at times tonight it's like night and day, isn't it? Compared to last mm. season, just the standard of the football, the the way that we created chances, you know, the variety, having a striker up front who actually links the play and does the job of a striker. Um, it's yeah. such a shame that we didn't actually come away with something tonight, isn't it? It is. I mean, you you said there's difficult to say to say it's not diff it's not difficult. You know, we on another day, any other day, that performance results in a in a three or four nil victory quite quite easily. Hmm. You know, you got the Stewart chance in the first half where he probably should have dinked it, although he's probably he was quite far out, but he should have dinked it over the keeper. Keeper was miles off his line. You had the McGeady one. There was a couple of others. You know, nine games out of ten, those sorts of chances they go in and it was just it's, you just have to chalk it up to being one of those days you know you see it up and down the football pyramid week in week out a team will have it two or three times a season where they completely dominate a team in all the stats in all the chances in all the um the, the possession and the territory etc and end up losing one nil and tonight we've just been on the end of that and I think that's what we have to to step back take a look at and, and realize is that if you take the scoreline out of it, and I know it sounds silly because the scoreline is effectively what matters <laughs> because we've come away with no points, but you take the scoreline out of it and if that is, if if these last three games, and in particular, I think tonight, are anything to go by and are a, a, a kind of a precursor to how our season's going to go, it's pro- I'd quite confidently say it's going to be our best season that we've had in League One. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just just quickly, I mean, just on Bomber's point about taking the scoreline out, Burton's, Burton won with only one shot and target um, to kind of put that into a bit of perspective. But um, the other thing I was going to mention, Bomber, just quickly, because me and you last year were were probably, I wanted, I'm want i trying to think of a better word here, um, <laughs> were probably the most vicious about Charlie Wake on, uh, on our pods last season. Yeah, and, that's and fair, I know, yeah. And I know a lot of people were kind of saying, well, you know, look look at all the goals, lads. Oh, you know, come on. And in the end, we kind of had to bite our tongue, but... For me, you know, I know kind of we talked about it a bit. It wasn't so much that just the goals. If you look mm. at what Ross Stewart did tonight, he came short, won the ball, held it up, played it easy. He went in yeah. behind. He he chased the defenders. It was kind of almost like a complete forwards performance. Yeah, he did. He did everything that yeah. Charlie White didn't do last season. Yeah, exactly. But but what that gives us is it gives us options and it gives us different yeah. ways of playing. We can play it long. We can play it short. And it showed tonight exactly what you said there, Gav. The way we're played was because we can keep possession because we've got someone up front who we can hit with different types of balls. And mm. and it's just, I mean, going forward, if we play like that in, in games for the rest of the season, we'll win more than we more than we lose and we draw. Tonight was tonight was one which we deserve to win and we shouldn't have gotten beat and we'll win most games playing like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stats are pretty compelling, like 20 shots tonight. Sixty-one percent percent of the possession, um, nine corners. Just if you if you were just looking at those stats, you wouldn't guess we got beat tonight. Um, and I know you win nothing for start, like first and foremost, fair play to Burton. They've played three games this season and they've won three games, and I can see why because they're very organised. Mm. They've got quality. I mean, they had the one thing we didn't have tonight. They had one shot on target and they went in the back of the net. 
that lad on the wing, I think it was a Johnny Smith. I mean, yeah. great goal. And he nearly got another doing the same thing, cutting it off the wing and pinging it. You, yeah. you know. Bank looks like he's in the midst of another really, really good job there, doesn't he? If, if things carry well, on like that for him. He's, he, he did a good job at Burton the first time he was there, yeah. didn't he? he yeah. He, I can remember the first time he was there, he got poached away, didn't he? Did he go to QPR? And it didn't work out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in pre-season, I just, when I was trying to work out who I thought would be in and, in and around those playoff spots, um, Burton were the, one of the first ones to come to mind because I thought last season when he went back there, they looked very good. Just you know, he, he got them, yeah. he got them organized. You know, he got them playing the way that suits the players that he's got to his disposal. Yeah. Well, they were they were dead and buried, weren't they? By yeah. the time he came in, everyone had written them off as as relegation fodder, and the job yeah. he did just last season, and he's just continued that into this season. So, so fair play. Um, I, I think I I think I match what you're thinking, Gavin. That they'll they'll be up and around there if they can carry that on. Yeah, and I mean, I thought Aikens was very impressive for them. That you know they had to defend a lot tonight, and he was like a brick wall down our our right hand side. I mean, we just couldn't get through him to the point where the wingers switched sides. You know, to to try and work around him and try and hoping McGeady would maybe be able to to get a bit more out of him than Gooch did. Um, but I mean, I thought to be fair, I thought McGeady had a poor game tonight. Yeah. He's 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 had he's he's not been like brilliant, and I think he's I feel like he's maybe carrying an injury or a knock or something, um. But nothing seemed to really go right for him, and I thought if there was one criticism of Johnson tonight, it's that he made his subs a little bit too late. I think we could all see that the two wingers were struggling, and I can mm-hmm. understand keeping Gooch on the pitch when you when you're getting beat one nil. He can play a left back, circling the no. Um, hasn't had a lot of minutes in pre-season so I think the plan probably regardless of the result would have been to take him off around 70 minutes anyways so I can understand keeping Gooch on because he can play a left back he offers us something from an attacking perspective um, you know but I, I really think that bringing off McGeady was pretty obvious even at half time to me I don't know mm. I don't know what you two think I just I just think that he, he was a little bit slow with his changes tonight and that's being hypercritical mm. to be honest no, hundred percent, absolutely hundred percent. There was a ten minute period before they scored where you just knew it was coming. They were they were getting on top. They were pinning us in a little bit, and I mean, talking about Gucci McGeady, I would have brought all that th- the the three behind Ross Stewart off. I would have brought Gucci Hamilton and McGeady off for uh, Diamond Pritchard and and Broadhead, um, and and kind of freshened it up because we weren't getting any joy down either flank, and I would have changed all that back line behind uh, well back the kind of the forward line behind Ross Stewart. Um, I would have changed all three of them out in that kind of ten minute period. Do you yeah. think that'd have been a little bit harsh on Embleton, Chris? I don't know what your what people other people's he, opinion on him, but I thought he was I thought he was actually really good, and a lot of the good stuff came from him. Maybe not directly, but but you know, we talk about assisting the assisters now nowadays. You know, I thought I thought a lot of the stuff that was good for us did come through him. Um, I was quite surprised to see him come off. I, I thought it did, but. Kind of during that period, he just went. He couldn't get the ball and he couldn't get a grip on mm-hmm. the game. And I just think in that to kind of um, get us back into the game, I would have just kind of freshened the whole forward lineup and given Burton something to think about. But yeah, I guess it's yeah, not as if Diamond's not good nine. enough. Or those three aren't good enough, is it? So no, I would have yeah. had Diamond's pace down the right to give Atkins a problem. I would have given Broadhead on the left and and stuck uh, Pritchard behind Stewart and yeah, just get, given it really freshened it up and because it needed it. We we went flat in that second half. Yeah, I think there's plenty of positives to take out the performance. Really, it's just one of them. Yeah, 
you yeah. said it before, but I was chalked up to one of those one of those days where things don't yeah. go right for us. You know, we we were we were very good. Uh, arguably, could and should have had a, an equaliser right at the death, and ultimately were beaten by just a really good goal. You know, mm. um, just a, just happens, another positive. We're going to we're going to lose games well, this season, aren't we? We're not we're not going to win every game. No, no, we won't. And just, just to just to round up that that positives while we're talking about him, how nice is it to see us have a, a quite a bit of strength in depth on the bench as well? Mm. You know, we've got a bench full of players that can actually come on and make a difference and actually stake a claim for a, for a starting starting place. You know, most of the players that are on the bench today, if you'd have seen him in the starting lineup, you couldn't really have argued or or, or complained against it. It was it's it's nice to see. Um, and again, it bodes well for the season, right? Yeah, I think we'll round off there. Then we'll keep it nice and short tonight. We've uh, we've got another game around the corner, of course, Wimbledon, which which we'll be previewing um, this week, and we'll be back straight after the game with uh, probably a podcast. So we will we'll dust ourselves down, as Steve Bruce used to say. Um, yeah, it's just a difficult one to take when you've played so well, but it is what it is. Uh, cheers, lads! Thanks for joining us, and uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Catch you later. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.